temptation, the wiles of the devil, for he is smarter than we are, though not smarter than our Lord. You know, Bertrand Russell, in his, uh, in his book from a previous century here, he wrote a book about why he is not a Christian. And he used this text as supporting evidence. Because Jesus could have sent these demons out of the country. He didn't have to kill these 2,000 pigs. Why does Jesus do that? Well, first thing, these, the day of destruction has not come. It's not time for them to be destroyed, and that's what demons do. Demons do what they got to do. They got to harm and destroy, and that's what they do. But I think about concerning this, Sinclair Ferguson said something really interesting. He said, it's misplaced sentimentality to weep over the destruction of pigs. It shows us that we do not have our priorities aligned to those of Jesus. And as an aside, it's pretty strange that people who complain about Jesus killing 2,000 pigs have no problem usually eating bacon and eating ham. We kill 2,000 pigs all the time. Jesus used 2,000 pigs for his glory. We use it for food. But besides that, maybe addressed to the, P, the person who's a member of PETA, we have to make sure that our, our sentimentalities, our feelings are in line with Scripture. The disciples asked, do you even care? We saw Jesus' power. The disciples are convinced of it. But if you're not convinced that Jesus cares about human beings, we know he cares. Jesus himself said, he taught his disciples that they were of more value than many sparrows. And here we see that one man was worth more than 2,000 pigs. We need to have our priorities lined up with Scripture. The premium that God puts in his word upon human life is the reason why we do things like defend the life of the unborn. Isn't that why? We want babies to live is because we know that babies are valuable. Not because of anything they've done or the good life that they've contributed towards society, but they're valuable because they're made in the image of God. And we get that sentimentality, not from the world that even confuses at times the life of pigs or sometimes even their own dog valuing it more than other people's lives. But where we get that from is Scripture and the premium that God himself puts on human beings. Jesus does care. Looking about this, and kind of summary of this, when we read about the demonic forces of this world, you know, I'm kind of glad that the Bible has not really told us that much about it. That was kind of my overall theme as I searched the scriptures about demons, it's amazing how little the information that we're given. You know, there's a certain thing about ignorance being bliss. We have not been given, and it's not the purpose of the Bible to tell us absolutely everything and how it works. It'd be helpful if in Scripture God gave us the cure to cancer, but he hasn't. That's not the purpose of this book. 
See, we're told the origin of human beings because we are human beings. We're not told the origins of angels and demons because that's not helpful according to God's word. It was not helpful information to provide us. What we need to know is that they exist, that they are powerful. Something that some human beings on this planet have a lot more experience with. But the reason why we're not to fear is not because we're materialist. It's not because the devil does not exist, but it's because our Savior is infinitely more powerful. He saved his people out of darkness. The, the Pharisees could not have had it more wrong when they accused in Mark chapter 3 Jesus of being possessed by a demon, Beelzebub, working with the power of demons. They could not have been more wrong. Jesus did not cause harm. He came to save. And as we'll see next week, he came and put this premium value on a man whom society did not value, whom society saw as a problem. So if this morning that you're seeing, you know, I see God's power. I see that Jesus is divine. He has strength. But does he care? Of course he cares. He cares more than society cares. He cares because he made you in his image. And he cared enough to send his son to defeat the works of the devil and to bring us out of darkness into light. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that you have not left us into subjection to the devil. We thank you that the more that we learn about the devil, that it's always in context where we see that God is in control of them. That they cannot do anything without God's permission. They cannot subdue anyone who God cannot unsubdue. That while we are sinners and we find ourselves in our natural state enslaved to the lust of our passions, whether or not we have a physical demon or a spiritual being residing inside us, Lord, we confess that even when we are tempted, we're not tempted with things that are outside of us, but we're tempted with the own evil lust in our own hearts. That the devil tempted Eve with a desire to be like God, knowing good from evil. And we are tempted with things that are, reveal in our own heart our sin. Lord, I just, I pray that we would constantly remind ourselves that we live in your world. We live under your power and your strength. And that we would not live in fear to anything or anyone. For you are with us. You are our strength and our shield. You are our portion in this life, and we have no wants because you are our God. And may we, after hearing your word and seeing your care for human beings, that we would not just defend the life of the unborn, but that we would want to seek to save the lost. Those who are, in some sense, under the oppression of the devil. Lord, we pray that we'd preach the gospel to them, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. And no one is beyond salvation. No one is too hopeless. Lord, this man was hopeless and without hope of salvation in this world, but his salvation came from you, from outside this world, and the God-man Jesus Christ, who was sent to redeem sinners.
And I pray that if we see that he's able to save this man, that he's able to save us. May we believe your word. It's in Jesus Christ's name that we pray. Amen.